بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته This is my fifth attempt of this podcast and I really hope I can get it right this time <laughs> and you, I will explain during the uh, you know as the episode advances I will you will know why it uh, it take it took these many attempts and I hope this is also the last one uh, so yeah um, uh, welcome to the twentieth episode. Um, the last third part of the Ramadan uh, is is uh, has has befallen upon us, and I'm really excited about it. And um, I I I'm looking forward to the episode when I when I will finally get to talk about the the blessings of these last ten nights, and uh, how important uh, and why are they considered so important in Islam. Um, I I also as as always I hope and I pray to Allah that all of you are safe, um, and. Uh, I pray to Allah that He that He keeps us safe from uh, during this pandemic times, and also that we uh, in ourselves uh, become more aware and conscious of the of the uh, choices we are making in this pandemic, um, and that we make those choices that that lead to taking over more responsibility in terms of the uh, um, the actions we do. Uh, that do not put anyone else in danger, uh, and instead of thinking of just personal freedom and personal distress, we we can think of more of a collective, um, uh, in in terms of more um, social and collect collective terms. Um, so the thing is, today's surah is um, today's surah, tomorrow's surah, and the day after tomorrow's surah are quite sensitive. I sensitive in a way they are just you know. People have written books on that volumes, and I am feeling overwhelmed by the amount of knowledge that there is in these uh, in this surah, and the, the topics they touch. And I I already can 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 state the disclaimer that this episode will not do justice in no way whatsoever to to this to 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 the knowledge behind all of these surahs. Uh, just based on one aspect, on one word of this surah that I'm handling today, there have been articles written on it of twenty to thirty pages. People have been talking about that since ancient civilizations, philosophers in today's times also. Um, you you will you will find uh, information on this uh, topic across uh, different civilizations, be it Latin American indigenous or or even Chinese or what whatever you know. And the topic is evil. Like what is evil? You know, there's a very theological question. Like, why would Allah, if He's merciful, or if God is all merciful, all knowing, why would He create something bad? Or what is bad? What is evil? So I've tried to. I I hope my episode can do justice, perhaps even a one one percent justice to the entire topic, because I know I would not be touching many uh, aspects. Uh, but the aspects that I've chosen, I really hope and pray to Allah that I can do full justice to them and conveying the message behind them. So the surah that are at hand right now is uh, surah hundred and thirteen. Um, it's it's called Al Falak, um, which means the daybreak, and uh, it is also translated as daybreak by uh, by the Imam Al Maududi, the one Imam that, as you as you might know, I I. Um, I refer to, um, so the subject matter at hand is very. It's 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 a it's a it's a subject matter that I think many people also have ceased to believe in, but many people, at least from the culture where I come from, still believe into in today's times. And I, I also condemn people, who, 
who question the intellect of certain people for believing in something and labeling them stupid just because it does not fit to their logic they are i think we as humans where we are free to make a choice we want we should also understand that the, the same ruling applies to everybody and instead of disrespecting or being violent towards them we start to disagree in healthier terms disagreeing does not mean that i will disrespect someone i can still respect someone i can still maintain their dignity by disagreeing with them and uh, so the topic at hand is not only evil it is also about about the voodoo the black magic and the 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 evil eye nazar so i don't know if many people know this word nazar but but you know if you if you go to greece if you go to turkey or tunisia you know you would always find these these um uh these anklets or these uh, small um blue thing circular blue um uh, with the, with the, with the dot, black dot in it uh, signifying protection against evil eye so this evil eye right what is evil eye so these are the topics the surah actually handles and i think this is so profound the surah that 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 actually it talks about these things so um the 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 negativity the negative energies the 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 evil uh, magic so to say so this this surah is actually as a whole is is a prayer is 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 an instruction to humanity as well as a prayer and a protection for 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 people that we they can seek in allah for things they have no control over So for example the surah talks about seeking refuge in Allah from things we have no control over and one of the groundbreaking um aspect in this is the uh, the last ayah uh, which talks about so this is surah is 113 yes and i will be referring to ayah number 1 and 5 so the ayah number 5 uh, for me it will be the main point of this however um that the the first two ayah i will i will i will shortly touch them <clears throat> which says i will i will translate uh, translation from dr mustafa khatab um the first ayah goes say o prophet or say i seek refuge in the lord of daybreak second ayah from the evil of that which he created or in other words from the evil of whatever he has created so these are the first two ayah then the last ayah the fifth ayah and from the evil of an envier when they envy or in other words and from the evil of an envier when he envies subhanallah alazim so you see that here a very again you know the question is that in the first ayah why is why is allah referring to himself as a as 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 a rab uh, i think lord is not the right translation for the word rab rab is such a beautiful word so i i like to stick to the word rab but of course if you do forget what that means is you can roughly translate it to lord um so rub of the daybreak why daybreak again and and right the next thing after that he talks about from the evil of that which he created so why create evil on the first place you know these are the questions you can you can think about right like why why all of this is going on like why why if allah is so merciful why is why is this happening so here we we get to learn in modern terms we will be throwing light upon what people call as negativity negative energies auras you know the things sometimes we feel that there's so much negativity in a space when there's so much negativity in our lives and there's so much negativity around us when the 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 the, the negativity that creeps into our lives through people through 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 energies through whatever 
So these are the these are the topics that will be that that are being handled right now. In my in my humble opinion, I I, I as I said, I'm I'm just a student. Uh, this was the first disclaimer I made, so I'm I'm also very nervous to handle this topic, to be honest. So, if I say something incorrect, please reach out to me and correct me. I would be more than happy uh, for that. So, why did Allah choose to mention the daybreak here? And right after that, He talks about evil. So the, we talked about this when we were reading the surah or al duha uh, by the morning. I think we talked about this in one of the first uh, episodes. Uh, I think it was the first seventh episode or sixth, I guess. Anyway, the idea again here is that the negativity, so in the Islamic belief, is that the, the evils, the devils, they roam freely around uh, around the earth uh, um, after the sunset. And they, they, they leave before the sunrise because they do not want to hear the azan, the call for a prayer of the fajr. So this is the time when people actually also, if you if you look in today's times, this is also the time where people usually have fear. They are more fearful, and this is also the time where people mostly also commit some injustice in the darkness of the night. So darkness, we in Islamic belief, in many scholars, they said that the darkness is not an entity that exists on its own. A darkness is basically absence of light, and this is also. The, the 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 opinion of many Islamic scholars, Ibn Sina, uh, 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 Al-Razi, Al-Ghazali, that, that uh, no, I'm not sure about Al-Ghazali, that evil does not exist as an entity in itself. Evil is basically absence of goodness. So when there is no good, there is evil there. And... And, and, and so now coming back to this daybreak, like why Allah talks about daybreak? Because al-falaq is something that breaks through something. So for example, like, you know, when a seed, when it breaks through the soil and, and, and there is a plant. Or when there is, um, I don't know, you know, for, for example, even, 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 even the child when it's born, it, it breaks through. So, so this, is, this is what falaq is. And this is what, what night does, that it... That it that it breaks through the darkness of the night, and then that's when the the light comes. And then, you know, light is always uh, considered with guidance, with positivity. We you know we we touched this topic in my previous uh, podcast, so I will not um, go in detail here. But the thing is that you know, if you look about the the, the evils in the society, you know, robbing, stealing. Um, of course, they happen in daylight also, unfortunately. But you know, if you look at the common patterns, rapes especially, you know, they they always take place in the darkness of the night, and that's, you know, this is where you know you 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 start also feeling more down, more depressed, more sadness. This is where, for people who are living alone, who are for people who are who are who do not have anyone to reach out to, especially in this pan in this pandemic, you know, the the the, the intensity of something negative is stronger in darkness. Fear, especially, and I, <laughs> I think I talked about this before. But again, you know, I, I came up with this really funny, uh, funny thing, uh, funny statement. I don't believe in ghosts, but at night I'm more open-minded. So, <laughs> so you know, it's it's a funny statement. But at the same time, you know, even if you, t- if even if I don't talk based on what Quran is telling me right now, but it, throughout civilizations and through even today, I mean, how often do you see mothers or parents, let's say? feeling comfortable with their children being out late at night right this is this is this is this is this is this is natural you know you feel the the security we feel during a daylight is much lesser uh, is much more than what we feel at night so this is what allah also refers to that 
Allah is, is telling us when we say the word qul in this, it's, it, uh, the qul is translated as say. But in this ayah, Allah is also asking, um, asking humans to realize that they do not have control over everything and to admit and to confess to their weakness that yes, there are many things in my life that I can have no control over. And I think this is also some of, so some of, and in retrospect, if you think about it, one of the reasons why I think people do not feel the need to believe in such things is because, you know, this is something that is not also, in, is not under their control. They cannot scientifically prove it. And science, science I, I really, I think science is very important. However, I also think that if, if some people feel that when they are able to, to prove something through science, they feel that they have a control over something. And when they cannot prove it, they feel that it does not exist because it, is not, it cannot be proved with science. So I think this is where I feel that this, this, this qul is so powerful here, that Allah is saying that you, you admit the weakness that yes, there are certain things which, which you cannot control. For example, and this is also will be a nice um, um, uh, the, the connecting point of the last ayah uh, of, of, that I will talk about in a, in a while. Like you will understand there are certain things in our lives that we can have no control over. And this is what Allah is saying that seek, seek refuge of that from me. They, at this point, I'd like to mention some very interesting aspect of one of the... the, the um, statement of, of from one of the um, one of my favorite scholars Ibn Sina is also a very known scholar in the field of science, uh, medicine especially. So he writes that you know, for example, in Islamic theology, evil shar, which is which which uh, which is uh, uh, which comes in the second uh, uh, ayah of the surah, min sharri ma khalaq, from the evil of that which he created. So Ibn Sina writes that um, shar has been defined in various ways. And uh, Ibn Sina defines it as in, uh, inadequacy or privation, but argued that it was necessary in order for certain things to exist. He often cited the example of the heat of fire. While it may burn and harm living things, its heat is necessary in order to be what it is. That is fire. Al-Razi, on the other hand, Al-Razi is another scholar, perceived the general understanding of good and evil to be synonymous with what is culturally understood as Al-Urful Am, to be pleasure and pain. And, one, and the other scholar, Al-Zamakhshari, that to be the evil of human beings, that example, killing or non-morally obligated animals, example, deadly insects. So for example, like here... Um, these scholars, they bring out a very interesting uh, aspect here of evil. That, you know, where... That what we see, what we see as evil may not actually be evil, right? For example, heat. Fire can, the heat of fire can be dangerous to someone, but if heat of fire can be very useful to someone who is sitting in the middle of the forest at night and it's cold. Or heat can be very useful to feed yourself, right? How will you cook food if you cannot, if there's no heat in the fire? So for it to exist, it has, this, this becomes, uh, um, this becomes a character of that, of that entity, right? But that doesn't mean that it's even in itself. For example, 
this leads me to the other point that, you know, we also then need to understand, which I mentioned earlier, that there's a limit to our knowledge. And, and we, there's, there's always a limit to what we can grasp, to what we can understand. And, and this, is, this is something so easily explained that, for example, like in the mind of a child, for example, if, why, why are teenagers so rebellious when parents try to school them and try, parents try to teach them what's happening in life? Like, no, I'm just going to go out. I don't care when you tell me, uh, I don't care if you, if, you, if you tell me to drive slow. I'm going to drive because I have this adrenaline in me. So in, in, in the mind of a child, where, in that child where it's like, I want more or, you know, you don't love me. You don't, you just want to control me, whatever. So the, in that mind of that person, in that mind of a child, it might come across so much, so much painful and so much evil in himself that there's so much, it, the, these, these, these statements from my parents bring so much pain to me. And he might start in thinking in terms of evil, so to say, about his parents. But at the same time, this is only there to protect that child. This evil is a protection, basically. What he sees as evil is basically protection for him. So, for example, sometimes people say that, oh, my God, you know, God does not love me because I really wanted that job and position. I had that mindset also. I, I badly wanted a position. Um, I, it's it's, it's, it's uh, 2014, actually, where I, I badly wanted a position, so much so that when I did not get that, I even stopped praying and I got angry. Like, I, I really feel ashamed for, of that, but... When I got another position, I actually I got the position in the same company but in a different department. I realized when I started to look at people, what they how they used to work and how their how their style of work was, the manager they used to work, the team there was. I was like, this was nothing for me. So at that point, I realized that even at that point where I felt that I was there was no love and it is so evil and I'm I there was so why was there so much pain? It was basically a protection mechanism. But this is something that, again, you know, they, this is just an example that you cannot apply on everything else because it is a very vast topic and it's very diverse. But what I'm trying to point out here is that different aspects that we sometimes we need to understand that our knowledge have limits. And we need to, that is why the first commandment in Islam ever was to seek knowledge so that we can, we can understand what's happening around us. So it's not only knowledge that... that that, that you should focus on, 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 on sciences or what's happening in the world, but it's also a knowledge that you should seek of inside, of the soul, of the spirit. For me, it's Islam. For someone else, it could not be religion. So, you know, for example, nowadays people also claim that um, you don't need to be religious to be spiritual, which is, you know, which is, which is, which is of course, a, a valid opinion for, for, for so many. So... So this is this is what some of my 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 inputs to you know to to the evil you know like like what is this shar and why why was shar created and and how how can this work so just to summarize it that shar is in itself the evil does not exist as an entity it's basically an absence of something and why the darkness and the daybreak has been mentioned here and the third point was the limit the limitation right so there there that, for example, you know, there's, there's these, these significant disparities which are commonly observed among human beings, then, then you know, we, can, we, can, we, just, we, we must wonder just how vast a disparity exists in the knowledge and wisdom between the creation and the creator. I, I'm, I'm forgetting the name of this uh, really, really renowned scholar who recently passed away from India. He said that if we cannot truly understand the creation, how can we understand the creator? And I will not explain this. It's something that I would like you guys to think about a bit. So, 
Now I would like to connect this 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 shar to the last ayah, which is very powerful. Women shari hasid and is a hasad, and from the evil of an envier when he envies. So now jealousy is something that we have no control over, right? We cannot stop people from feeling jealous. That's that's so Allah calls upon people to seek refuge in Him from the evil of jealousy. Jealousy is you know it's something that you hasad is not simply jealousy. It's it's envy. It's it's something that you. You wish you had for yourself in a way that is taken away from someone else. So this is the this is the the, the implication that you don't wish well to someone else. For example, I can also have healthy jealousy. Healthy jealousy in a way that I wish that I I take that jealousy in a way that I channel it into to grow it to inspire myself. For example, my brother. I, and I think this is such an important role. Parents need to understand that they put so much pressure on their kids when they start comparing one one child with the other. So many siblings' rivalry and animosity comes because of the way the parents have dealt with them by comparing them the entire time. Look at your brother; he's so smart. Look at your brother; he's so good. Look at you. No, why on earth do you want to instill this idea in your children that you are there to compete with one another instead of teaching? people to be inspired by the by the achievements of others we somehow become these we become how we somehow become competitive in a destructive way where we don't wish well for someone else and i think this is this is this this when it starts breeding into our hearts you know this 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 feeling of jealousy okay why does he have a better job i mean i think i think it's it's very for me at least what i have studied and i think it it does it does um contain some truth to it that i think men usually have this feeling of jealousy when it comes to wealth and power the authority how much money a man a man earns how much how much does he get and i think i think i think this is something that you know people really try to compete with like i know where my um uh, my my boss uh, one of my uh, previous managers i i used to express him that you know i'm in germany and i really want to work in this big automotive companies of course you know for 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 someone coming from from um, uh, coming from from dubai where you know made in germany is a brand in itself like you know it's i mean it's not only in germany i think it's worldwide you know if something is made in germany you know it's quality you know it's going to last it's robust it's sturdy whatever and um when I when I moved to Germany, I was like, okay. I really wish to work for these big names like BMW, Daimler, uh, Porsche, Siemens, and you you name it. And then one one of my boss, um, he told me some really interesting thing. He said, Rizwan, the you do not feel people working with each other. You feel work people working against each other because they want to go higher in the hierarchy. There is so much competition of power that you do not feel that you are working in a team. And then another friend of mine, uh, she she used to work for a very renowned research institute. I will not name name that um, institute. I don't want to shame or diss any any company in my podcast. And she used to say that although we were one team, we all used to work on the same data, but no one we would not share our results to one another because people wanted to be. They wanted to have this appreciation and this credit for themselves. They wanted to feel powerful in their position so that they go higher in the company to have more power. And I, I think this is 
This is something that is so easily found in, 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 in modern day um, uh, working environment where, you know, you feel that you, you, you feel that thirst of power, you feel a thirst of authority in you that you, um, not all of us, but, you know, I'm just trying to say, talking from my experience, at least, I, I have felt that. And, uh, and I, wouldn't, I wouldn't restrict it to men only. I think, I think it, it, it applies as much as to women, uh, as much as, as it does to men. I don't want to create this gender uh, dichotomy here, but I just feel that in my experience is something, maybe you've been an experience with women like this, Sometimes I also think that women also um, have other uh, competitions here. I don't, I don't like to mention too much about that because I think I don't want to be misquoted or I don't want to come across as sexist because somehow it has been normalized to say something bad about men. But if you say something about, about, about women, it's like all about sexism altogether. All and um, anyway, I think that, that this, this jealousy that we feel, you know, this is something that we cannot control. One way we can control is not to boast about it, like, right? Let's say if, okay, if Allah has blessed me with wealth, just don't go around flaunting it. Like, you know, like some people, I, I saw this, um, um, uh, this one Instagram influencer, she, um, she, I think it was in some country, Latin America, she used to show a lot of the cars she, she owned. And then, you know, people started to, to get into all of that, like, you know, what she was actually doing. And then they, they could track that, the, that his, her father was one of the most wanted person uh, in, in, in the police because of corruption and all the money that he had. So, you know, everything was gone. But then, you know, this is, it's, perhaps it's not the best example that I gave right now. But what I'm trying to say is that when we start flaunting and boasting, about what we have, we open the doors ourselves for this negativity to creep in, into our lives. We can, I mean, I'm not saying that we do not have to talk about it, of course, but we also have to see the kind of setting we are in. I mean, we, we are smart enough to see with whom we should talk about certain things, right? Certain aspects. As I talked about this earlier in my podcast, that if I, if I know that I, I, I have someone who's suffering from a, from a situation of, of uh, not having a job or not being able to support, the, uh, support himself, not having an apartment, I should be rather a bit careful not to, not to over-discuss the blessing that I have of owning an apartment or having a job and, and, and you know, earning money and do, do what I want with my salary, you know, things like that. So I think this is the, the, the most we can do, but we cannot stop feeling people, we cannot stop people from feeling a certain way. So I think this is why I, I think it's just so beautiful that, that, that Allah in this surah is talking about evil. Like, if you look at the progression of the surah, it's really interesting because, you know, he touches, he goes, he goes from this, from, he, he goes top down in this. And as, at the bottom of the last ayah, he somehow, in a way, writes down one of the main root causes of evil, and that is jealousy. Wanting something the others have and we don't. And then again, this brings to me, remember this one, one, one surah that I quoted, I'm, I'm forgetting, forgetting the surah and the ayah number, where Allah also writes in the Quran that, that, for, for, you know, that man is definitely ungrateful. That this is something that we, will, we, always, we always yearn for. And again, it's nothing wrong in doing that. As long as it is, it is used to inspire oneself, but not to be jealous and, and wishing, wishing bad for someone else. <laughs> for example, wishing, you know, for example, you know, examples such as 
if we are jealous of someone's relationship, if we are jealous of how happy two people are together because I'm single, no one loves me. This, 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 this classic examples of jealousy. You know, you have, even if I take religion out right now, you know, you have these examples throughout history. Cinderella is one example, right? Well, what's this, what, what happened to these two sisters? They were ugly. You know, we, we know that they were ugly. They wanted to, to, to marry this Prince Charming and then Cinderella gets him. And uh, then, you know, you, the, you, you, can, you can go, these evil witches we come across, you know, the evil, this, the, the, the apple and all of that. It's all about beauty, always staying younger, you know. The, I mean, talking about this apple part right now, I'm not saying that that's the cause. What I'm trying to get at is the jealousy is something we need to always keep an eye on. We can never claim, I think it's so ignorant to claim that we are not jealous. Because I think if we are not aware of being jealous this is when it turns into something dangerous for someone else. And this is where the concept of evil eye comes, the nazar comes. That we give nazar to someone. And that's why, you know, it's, it's, as I said, this is a very wide, uh, widely known um, um, topic in the cross cultures, Greek culture, Turkish culture, Indian culture, Pakistani, Bengali culture. Blah, blah. Sorry, there was a... There was some kind of technical difficulty that I had to restart my episode. So I will, this will be part of the next, um, this will be combined together. So there was a break in between. So, you know, in, in far Eastern cultures, you know, there are, there, there's always this concept of, of, of this evil eye. You know? where, where does this come from? So, you know, this comes from our own jealousies that we, that, we, that we harbor in ourselves, which may go unnoticed and which may also not go unnoticed. But... What I'm trying to get at is that we need to know that there are certain things which are in, not in our control. And that's why, you know, some people also, even if they don't believe in any, any kind of religion, even if they're atheist, they would still knock the wood by saying that, oh my God, I'm so happy I got this job and then tuk, tuk, the, 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 the knock goes on the, on the wood. Or even if, no matter how secu- secular you are, you feel like, okay, you know, if, if, if a salt falls or a black cat crosses, you know, all these omens, you know, and you, 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 Deep down, we know we 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 know that there are certain things that are not, that are not in our, in our control, and this is where our limit is. And that is why we also need to understand to know that there is a limit to our our intellect, but that does not mean that we 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 do not push that limit. And you know, there's always a boundary. We can always increase that boundary, right? We we can strive to increase that. Like, for example, if, if a boundary is something like, I, I say, okay, you know, my, uh, this, is, that's it, this is my knowledge, but, you know, the knowledge is, 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 is infinite. We can, we can seek so much knowledge out there. So we cannot just also use that in an excuse not to seek knowledge because we think, okay, I'm, it's, my intellect is limited anyway. So instead of having this, this negative approach to this concept, we can have a healthy approach by saying that, okay, if there's a limit, but that does not, does not mean that limit is static, is dynamic. I can always learn more about a certain topic. We cannot, we can, we cannot just give, give up, so to say, on, on knowledge, right? So... Yeah, I I have to admit that this was this was not an easy topic for me, and the next two also will not be any any easier. So I I think I think if I if I keep on discussing, it will just get more and more complicated. So I'd like to end my talk here, and uh, I think it's something that we can still learn a lot from. We can learn what evil is. We can learn how evil functions. We can, but we can also learn how how our knowledge, our intellect, how, how jealousy is, you know, all of these aspects we can, we can bring into consideration. 
So I hope and I pray to Allah that He He lights He lights us this 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 thirst of knowledge in us, and that we we seek out answers, we seek out um, uh, solutions to problems that we that we think we um, um, that 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 we have, and the challenge that we face in our lives, and that He always protects us from things from the evil of things that we have no control over. وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته